Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Garden Gossip, the home and garden show, with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Garden Gossip show with Nancy and Lisa. Today's episode is all about a new book, and it's all about growing house plants and happiness. It's called Hi, Cacti, and it's by <laughs> Sabina Palermo. And we're thrilled to have Sabina zoom in all the way from Brighton, UK, in England. Nancy, you and I have been to Brighton before. Yes, we have. Yeah. Well, I mean, we lived in England for about two years. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, um, in Preston. In Preston in and in another place, Southport. Yes, Southport too. Yeah. But this book is out on September 7th, 2021. And uh, you can go to the website, highcacti.com. And that's H-I-C-A-C-T-I, highcacti.com. But Sabina is joining us from Brighton. And what's so cool, a lot of you know, we travel full time. And if you're hearing footsteps behind me, um, that is a cat running around, (laughs) decided to go (laughs) spin around the house that we're in. Uh, We travel full-time across the country, and part of that is we hang out with dogs and cats as we travel, and so you may hear a cat, you may hear a dog or two, Um, but Sabina, Mm -hmm. we're in Austin today, and I believe that's your hometown. Oh, that's so nice. Yes. Isn't that cool? I feel like I'm totally connected to home now. That's That's awesome. Austin is awesome, and it is keeping Mm -hmm. itself weird. It's oh, doing a good so job. I'm so glad to hear it. When I left it 15 years ago, I was so scared that everything was going to just get too too corporate. I'm glad to hear it's still funky and weird. Mm-hmm. How we like it's it? Funky. A lot, it's a lot funky. It's funky. A lot of new construction. So a lot of people moving here. A lot yeah. of people. So that means they all need to get houseplants so they can stay happy. <laughs> and there's a lot of musicians here. Mm, yeah, it's a really Lots. arty city. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. I mean, it's it's renowned for the music scene. So I'm, yeah. I'm glad, to, glad to still hear that's going. Yeah, yes. the music's going. I think the night we drove in was late at night. We drove, it's around 10, 11 at night. We drove through the actual downtown, uh, right yeah. next to the Capitol building. And there was like this huge musician's bus. And I'm like, dude, who's in the bus? I want yeah. on the bus. <laughs> Pull over. Now, now, if you are a musician traveling in a bus, can you have a houseplant? A bus yeah, plant. I would say so. Um, it's really funny because we actually have in my in my shop that I have here in Brighton, we have these little like pots that have magnets on the back. And anytime we have people who are like on tour or van life or really keen campers, they I find that they end up buying these little pots to somehow magnetize to somewhere inside their vehicle to have a little oh. or a succulent. But yeah, you cool. do have, you do have to think about it because obviously it's a lot of the time going to be quite hot in most vans. Yeah, especially yes. in the States. Especially mm-hmm. in places like Austin. So I would yes. say 
probably wouldn't recommend it in the summertime in places like that, but you, you can find plants that would kind of like suit van life. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Well, we like van life. Yes. <laughs> we don't have a van, but um, no, we, a plant is good in the air plants, but we do have things hanging around in the car that's keep things interesting. <laughs> Maybe we come from Austin. I don't know. <laughs> but now Austin, is that kind of where your inspiration for cactus and succulents comes from being out in the Southwest? You know, it's funny because like a lot of people, when you're surrounded by that kind of terrain, you don't really appreciate it. So mm. I spent most of my life in Austin. And you know, when you're in places like that, like cacti and, and succulents, they literally can grow in your garden. And, and so I, I don't actually feel like I ever really appreciated it. So the irony is I got more into it once I was living in England for quite a long time, just because I think that separation made cactus and mm. stuff specifically start to really stand out more to me. Um, and then ironically, I got my whole inspiration for starting my business when I was in Copenhagen, which <laughs> seems completely random, but I, it was the only time I'd ever seen like a a cactus shop that that was all they did um, hmm. and I remember when I stumbled across the shop because it had been so many years later from my time in Austin I walked in and I was like this is so awesome this is so amazing and it reminded me of nurseries that I used to go to of course with my parents when I was a kid in Texas and it was kind of this funny thing where I had this moment where I was like actually I did really enjoy walking around these nurseries when I was a kid with my parents like sometimes things like that can be quite boring but as I got older I would get a coffee and I'd walk around these nurseries just to sometimes relax and have a bit of downtime in between classes and things and it just was that weird time where it took me being in Copenhagen probably about 20 years later in a cactus shop to suddenly be like actually this is this is something that I think I'd like to maybe like pursue and bring back into my life in some way cool hmm. well it's nice. like having your own botanical garden and we can right. do it in our own house and now you do not sound like you come from austin yeah i have to tell you no, you've you lost don't. that accent you've got the blended accent it's got we, the blended accent yeah i had that when we left south africa i had i've changed accents throughout my life so this is yeah. by the time we're done i will i'll have a south african afrikaans accent why not <laughs> so i'll just add a little dutch and i'll go british at the same time just to honor you know all yeah. your travels i love it but yeah you know it's interesting about having those flowers and those plants i feel like people need it in their in their homes and you know we house it so we're seeing every kind of garden or it's lack of garden awesome. and homes mm -hmm. and some people it's all the, the sorry people but there's fake plants going on and i'm going they're having fake yes. succulent and fake cactus so for those um who are watching this interview and nancy <laughs> does look like the statue of liberty with the, i know isn't that, cool? that the zebra isn't that a zebra one that nancy's got behind her head well, I've it got it too. Up there. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like, aloe. Yeah, it looks like a type of aloe. Yeah. yeah. Really so cute. why to have fake aloe or fake succulents and then people are like, no, I'm, you know, I've, I don't have a green thumb. I'm too scared. I'm going, these are the easiest plants, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, this is it. I, I kind of understand sometimes when people have fake plants, but the only way I really understand is if it's in a room with no windows that I'm like, okay, if you want to kind of give a bit of a, a softening with plants, but there's no windows, fair enough. But I totally agree with you. You, you don't really get any of the good benefits that, that plants bring a space if they're fake, you know, you're just, you gonna, know, yeah. they collect more dust tell somehow. 
They like, do. Why? I don't understand why. Because they don't this, breathe. Exactly. Yeah, maybe that's it. But they do collect more dust. But I will say this. I am guilty of watering fake plants sometimes because the fake plants really do look so real, some of them. Some of that them. I, you know, I water them and then I'm like, well, why don't I just wash them because they're dead already, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's like, but getting the dust off of them, especially if they're anywhere near a kitchen, they yeah. get greasy dust. It, it, I don't know. I yeah. find them more dust catchers than something to make a room look good. No, definitely. I mean, that is one of the one of the many benefits of of houseplants is they do still like suck in um, mm. and, and get dust particles out of a room. But you're absolutely right; they don't kind of just dust sits on them. Um, yeah. The thing too is like plants literally indoors; they act like little little particle hoovers, like like vacuums, where they'll literally clean. Air. You said Hoover. I know, I caught myself. Hoover. I was, I'm finally listening to some Americans and I just said Hoover. That is so <laughs> funny. And and so, so I've got to go Hoover. Uh, you're flat. You're going to Hoover your flat. My Hoover has a flat. I, I just made sure as soon as I said it, I was like, say vacuum tubes and they know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so Hoover. Well, we've got, we've got an audience in England too, but you know, so Hoover, so they are they're like filters it's like your natural filtration mm -hmm. system absolutely right. and and yeah. of course we you know as as we know but we we're so detached from the benefits sometimes that we forget like plants release oxygen as well mm -hmm. so having when we spend most of our time indoors having those indoor plants as well as obviously having ideally some some lovely plants in our gardens to also like help the planet but because we bring so many different things into our homes, especially in new build buildings, where mm -hmm. all of the, the, the rugs, the carpets, the soft furnishings like pillows and, and, um, and sofas, everything like that is going to be letting off toxins in our closed in rooms and homes let alone the, the chemicals and paints that we use in varnishes as well. So it's really amazing because, you know, even scientifically, when you look at the tests that they run to check air purification that indoor plants give, we should, in theory, really have like, a you know, a plant every few square feet, just mm. to start kind of balancing out and helping with that kind of airflow and, and cleaning mm. our, our air. I think that That's offices true. need to do it. But now, you know, with this whole COVID thing, more and more people are turning to staying at home. There, our whole work life has changed. Yeah. And I think the more you're home, the more you want those plants. But even if it's a corporate office, even restaurants, I'd like to see actual mm. plants at the table versus cut, you know what I mean? Or again, the fake. We don't want. OK, out with the fake, everyone. <laughs> no fake allowed. <laughs> but, you know, if we planted plants. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. I don't know, for work, for just working, you need that oxygen. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you have that afternoon slump and then say, I want to go have a martini lunch. 
<laughs> well, I, I agree. I, I always find it really surprising. And to be honest, that's actually how my whole business started out is where I was I was making concrete pots and, and cool. putting little cactus and succulents in them. And I started just doing it for myself once I started getting into it after that trip to Copenhagen. And, and then I had friends who had restaurants and cafes around town and they would see them and they were like, oh, these would be great for little you know, the cafe tables and because lots of these places, they used to have cut flowers that they would pay loads uh-huh. of money for and have to change out, of course, once to twice a week. And those are the cafes and the restaurants that, that saw my pots. And I'd be like, yeah, really, all, you're, all you need to do is add these cactus and succulents. Most of the time, they only need to be watered once a month, maybe twice a month max. And mm. then you know, they, they kind of just do their thing and survive and thrive. And it's so depressing. I think anytime I, I walk into a restaurant or an office and if you see a lovely looking space and then you sit down at the table and then you realize that's a fake plant, like when you're <laughs> up close to it, even if it's a good fake plant, it becomes very clearly obvious. And I always find it just a bit depressing. I'm like, oh, you, you just had to add like a plastic plant to the, the setting and thinking that's going to make it feel kind of ambient and I think it's always a bit disappointing. You know, it's yeah. interesting. We were just mm-hmm. in a place where um, they had, we call them lit, naughty little boy plants. You know what I'm talking about. It's like... Anthuriums. <laughs> it's, okay, sorry. <laughs> well, they are. And and so they, they were. Lisa. Well, they are little boy plants. They're, no. With a piece lily too. Like, come on. Well, anyway, it wasn't looking so, so happy. And we all we did is like a splash of water and all of a sudden, there's this color added to the house. This whole room changes mm-hmm. according to colors. I think they're like cool house plants. And there's just, I don't know, that when they bloom, it's exciting. And you see a bud, like, aren't you going to look every single day like you do mm-hmm. in your garden? And it's, and again, going back to people working at home, you, it's kind of like your indoor and your outdoors can connect through plants. Like That's you can feel like you're, outside like when it rains or it's one of those days you can't sit outside because of the weather you want your plants yeah (laughs) otherwise you go crazy so there's flowers that you can have flower power absolutely and and exactly I think having potted flowers it's it's just so much more sustainable I mean you know the the floristry industry has has recently I think a lot of people are starting to to think about that where they're like actually when we think about all the different things that we're trying to be a bit more economical about cut flowers you know they're they're just one of those things where they're so incredibly perishable so Mm -hmm. actually in my shop I've started moving towards only stocking dried flowers because then for people who are still enjoying having you know the kind of daintiness of of flowers but they they still want something like that can look like a bouquet dried flowers are a great option Mm. but I I, exactly I always have um anthuriums um I I usually get some really (laughs) kind of bold colors because my brand's quite quite OTT and colorful, kind of like Austin, definitely the inspiration. And, um, and so we call them, um, I don't know if this has the same common name, but we call them flamingo flowers. Oh, which okay. is lovely. I mean, I, I also like your nickname for them, which is quite hilarious. Sorry. <laughs> well, listen, plants are supposed to be fun. And this is about yes. happiness. So you know, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, you talk to them. So if you have a little boy plant, you're like, Oh, look at you today. No, oh, I'm quite happy little boy. You're, you're a happy little boy. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing too, well, you talk to him. All right. So you talk about meditating with your plants. So mm-hmm. there's that Zen part of it of caring for something that does feel joy. I, you know, 
when you're feeling down, the first thing to do is to go help somebody else you feel better. Mm, mm, absolutely. Mm. And I think that's it. The act of of nurturing you know i mean as humans i think it's it's a huge part of who we are is like you were saying if you see somebody who who needs help like a, a lot of our gut instinct is to immediately help them and and so i think for a lot of people especially through this this crazy pandemic time i think lots of people instinctively got into plants because for example if you don't if you don't have a pet and and you know plants are another really accessible way for people to nurture and and care and look after something and you do you you see those parallels and how it makes you feel when you see that new leaf kind of unfurl mm -hmm. or the flower coming up and and you know just new new growth and noticing how much bigger a plant's gotten and while it's been under your care it gives us a boost i mm. mean it's really interesting because um, in, in this country, I know that they've started, they, sorry, doctors and, and therapists have started literally prescribing plants mm. to people. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, That's it's, cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, green therapy, literally. And they're, they're starting to recommend it for so many different things, whether it's people who are trying to get over addiction, people who are, are, are depressed, feeling a lot of stress mm. and anxiety. It's so calming for us to, to interact with nature. And because lots of people do live in cities and don't necessarily have gardens of their own, we, we've kind of been seeing more of an increase in how gardening is so good for our well-being, even with, with elderly people for, for loneliness, but even things that are more severe like dementia and other illnesses. But being mm -hmm. able to bring the, you know, the outdoors in and having that in our homes and offices like you were talking about there's so many benefits to that and it completely makes sense we're we've always been connected to nature like yeah. our ancestors mm -hmm. um you know the indigenous uh, we've always used and utilized plants in our entire existence but it's obviously we live in such a digital world now but i think it just makes complete sense that when we do handle plants utilize plants and and even just touching them it calms us and i think it calms us for a reason because we're we're so you know we're all uptight man things are just it's yeah. stressful and yeah. it's, and, and it's yeah. a stressful time the yeah. plants are medicine i mean that's our first you know go-to for medicine and apparently now it comes in pills you know and, and injections <laughs> the jab you know but plants the plants are the first uh you know root of medicine for us and and even in their just beauty form you know without doing anything um you know for those who have never grown a plant or raised a plant or nurtured a plant it is scary and i was saying that at the beginning about the fake plants a lot of times it's because people mm. are busy or travel a lot mm. and mm. you know there's house sitters go to trusted house sitters everybody i'm telling you we are all good at taking care of plants and we dig it um mm. it, it's just you've got to all really know about what where what plant to put where right it's about sunshine and then mm -hmm. food and water we got to feed you've got a whole in you've got a whole bar going on <laughs> for your plants in your in the book <laughs> food and yeah. food food and, and drinks for the plants so you've got 20 plants that you cover in there that are easy for people to to get and a lot of these you can start propagating yourself you know yeah. too, which yeah. is fun well, yeah, we talk about that in the book. I kind of recommended like my my personal twenty kind of easy care go to plants, and and I intentionally chose them because they're they're the ones that when people come into my shop and they say I 
I'm a plant killer. I've never had a plant or any of those mm-hmm. kind of signs. I say, okay, well, let's start you in a way where you're going to succeed. Like, let's start you with something that is quite low maintenance. And a lot of the time, obviously, people's um, confidence with these things literally pun intended grows along along with their plants and I think that that's it it's like just start with something that suits your lifestyle if if you know that you know, you're out of town a lot then get something that does only need to be watered maybe that kind of once a month things like that and you know even in the book I've got a little section where we talk about ways that you can water your plants while you're away on holiday but if you know other people if they kind of overlove their plants get get plants that are thirsty and that's something I talk about in the book just you know kind of try and select plants that do suit your lifestyle and um and just mainly looking at the lighting like you mentioned Mm. I think that's the number one thing to always consider it's like where do you want to put the plant and then have a look at you know really briefly and basically where a plant comes from so Mm. humid space and it's quite quite bright but doesn't get a lot of direct sunlight then tropical plants are perfect desert plants are great for for you know people who thrive from neglecting their plants (laughs) I saw I saw in your book that you talk about how to tell the lighting do you want to say something about that because people sometimes they get confused over direct light softer light filtered light how do you tell I love how your light's going in and out when you say that too Nancy on this I know I'm I'm she's in the window I'm in the window. She I'm sitting the in the window right now. I am sitting in a window right now with a dog at my feet who I'm scratching with my toes. <laughs> to make sure there's no barking. A lovely sure existence. Yeah. <laughs> Surrounded by um, a panel of plants behind you. I mean, it's basically. That's right. Actually, there is. There's a whole bamboo forest on behind her. Oh. Yes. Yes. So yeah, yeah, no, looking about at lighting. lighting. Yeah, looking at the lighting, there's a there's a few different ways that you can do it. You can either choose plants that suit the exact lighting that you do have. I mean, I've got a whole section on on low light plants. Um, a lot of the time it's either going to be plants that need things like like can deal with the lower light or plants that can take the the highlight. But there's even little tricks that you can do. If you do have, like, let's say a a south facing window and the light's quite intense and maybe you don't necessarily want to just have cactus and succulents, you can even put like one of the little sheen curtains over it. Because as long as you're doing something to filter that light a little bit, then that's gonna make it so it doesn't fry. But yeah, one of the little tips is basically holding a, a white piece of paper, like just like a, printing paper and holding it up behind it and just seeing how much you can see the shadow of your hand that's just a really good way to start to figure out how much kind of intense sun it's going to get but I think a lot of the time it's just about kind of paying a little bit of attention one your plants do talk to you I think plants we get pretty good signs sometimes if they're happy and not and you know you're paying a little bit of attention to a slight wilting to discoloration of leaves you can always still move it around your your home or office is that the discoloring um you recently we were in a house where we've been before and they just moved the plants because they're staging it to sell membership fees apply after free trial cancel anytime can i be real for a second that goal you have to exercise and eat better you really can do it but nobody is going to do it for you 
And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. In honor of Black History Month, raise a glass to Black-owned brands. Drizzly, the go-to app for alcohol delivery, has one of the largest selections of Black-owned drinks to explore. From a top-shelf whiskey to an artisanal twist on a Caribbean classic, get these drinks delivered right to your door. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com to find your new favorite. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. And all of a sudden I turned around, the plant was watered and fine, was going brown, and I'm like, oh, you put it away from the window quick yeah. can mm-hmm. I move your plant it's you know so it was getting this brown and I'm going is it fertilizer is that a light thing so it, what would be the first thing to think of when you see that discoloring yeah I mean uh, unfortunately it, the different colorations can depend the plant type but yeah. a lot of the time like on paper yellowing of leaves is a sign of overwatering for example mm-hmm. and like you were saying browning of the leaves is potentially kind of like root rot and so therefore maybe it's not getting enough light to to dry out between those waterings um and if it's brown tips of the leaves a lot of the time if it's crispy and brown then that's going to be that it's not getting enough water that it's thirsty Okay. Mm. That is interesting because she had it. It's one of those that stretch out with vines everywhere, you know, like a wandering Charlie kind of thing. And so (laughs) the whole plant at the base was just covered with the what was growing and then pushed all into the pot. So I don't think it was breathing. Yeah. Aeration. Mm. Yeah. Being able to aerate that soil as well. I mean, this is that sometimes if people have just too much soil compacted into a plant pot, and especially if there's not a drainage hole, if there's nowhere for the water to go and it's just mm, yeah. within a pot, then that can be another one of the problems. Mm. So, yeah, we always kind of need to make sure, and we talk about this quite a bit in the book, that realistically the, the lighting is one thing and then proper drainage is another. There's different ways that you can kind of add drainage layers to your soil or into a pot that doesn't have a drainage hole just to make sure those roots can still breathe Mm. Mm -hmm. so it's interesting about you being in England with this so it kind of shows that anywhere can have plants you know because you you know you think about snow and everything and it's you know I but you can't rain in England (laughs) we know that you get yeah you get tons of rain rain. yeah yeah but (laughs) we were in um, Wisconsin over winter Madison, Wisconsin. I mean, we're talking real snow and real cold. And they had plants all along the front window. And then there's this white light that comes from the snow. And it's it's cold out there. I'm I'm you have to have a toddy to do anything. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. The only way to survive. But um, her plants, her, her she had a tomato plant and it's some fancy Italian name that I don't know, but it's a big deal. Had over Christmas, and she called it the Christmas miracle plant. She had tomatoes and then she had peppers yeah. growing in, mm-hmm. in the winter. So we were like, how did this happen? You know, yeah, it was very odd. But it was you know, it was but, light and keeping and the house was temperature. Warm. Yeah, keeping that temperature. And it was pretty amazing, but they really had a lot of light. And so that's something too. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, you, you can kind of stretch it. It's it was trippy, but good yeah. for her. 
Yeah, and that's it exactly. Um, you know, depending wherever you live, you know, there's there's so many indoor plants, especially that that can survive inside your houses that would never be able to grow in your garden. Um, and and you know, cactus and succulents, for example, they've they've you know definitely having a massive comeback at the moment. They become really really popular again. Mm. And you know, you can have them even in countries like, like England, where unfortunately a lot of the time it's, it's raining, it's gray. We don't necessarily have the sunniest climate here. It's definitely not like Texas at all, but you can always find those spots in your home that do get a bit more of that direct sun and then line them up lovely on a little windowsill. So I definitely think it's just about paying attention and utilizing what you have. You definitely mm-hmm. will be able to have cactus outdoors in this country but it doesn't mean that you still can't have a plant if you just figure out lighting wise where it's going to be able to get like the most you know what i like Mm -hmm. is that one plant in there and i can't remember it but it's hanging over with like it's like a jade plant with a little but oh i love jade jade is the easiest i think jade is beautiful it's got such beautiful color but there's one where it's all hanging over like a little cascading little waterfall Oh, um, that one I think is the string of pearls. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. The string yes. of pearls. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that because that's the that's other so thing. interesting. It's, we always want to go for color and we're very into like, yeah, look, it's blooming. You know, it's like South Africa. We used to have those little stone um, cactus. They, oh, uh, lift ups. Yeah. And, and they would mm-hmm. bloom and it would be like, everybody stop. They bloom. They bloom, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, and you see them out growing out in the wild, which is really cool. And then now that's we can trippy. have them in our homes, you know, um, yeah. But and even trying to grow cactus from seed, that's a whole other adventure. It's oh, cool. man, absolutely. It's I mean, cool. People, people, it's so amazing. And like you said, so fulfilling to, to do it for yourself at home. But when people come to my shop, people are always like, wow, do you grow all this from seed? And I always have to say to them, I'm like, that is another whole different. That's business. a whole. Other- <laughs> if I was growing things from seed, I would have no stock. Yeah, exactly. Succulents because they're so mm-hmm. slow growing. So, yeah, it's labor it of love. Time. It is a labor of love. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I think it, it's also the, the, the for like, it's basically when you think about landscaping, right, you put this plant here, and then this, you know, up and then low and how you want things to be seen. But there's like that, the pearls, that one, the string of pearls adds this kind of flow to your home, you oh, know, absolutely. you know, everything's so square in homes. Well, I think one of the things, you know, when you go to certain areas, like the Southwest, we have Adobe homes yeah. that have curves in them. And we, we get so boxy in lives that inside our house we have to have something that adds flow and curve and i don't know is it feng shui i suppose it can give you some feng shui right well so that's a calm soothing you know and it's interest points because everything in a home is like a square box until you do something to soften all the lines Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's it is feng shui and it's it's just points of interest and textures Mm-hmm. plants bring textures because walls okay you have paintings and then yeah. you have plants and I think that's it I'm I always think this whenever I, I go and do kind of like plant consultations in different offices and restaurants now when you walk into these spaces everything a lot of the time with with modern architecture and modern design we're going back to a lot of like design at the moment that's quite minimal and then you go into these rooms and these spaces and until you kind of add those those plants, it literally mm-hmm. is like a breath of fresh air because everything is exactly like you're saying, they're kind of these lines and these boxes. And then yeah. 
greenery and and plants and and flowers so to speak as well they do literally add life like literally life into a space but aesthetically even for the eye all the different textures and shapes and and colors that you can get from plants really really soften a space like I think a lot of the time you you walk into even like a doctor's office or a dentist's office oh my gosh stop the white I know that all right. <laughs> and then I really always notice as soon as they've even got that bouquet of flowers or a, a, a palm tree in the corner, I always think, oh, I'm so glad that they thought of that because these are spaces mm. and places that can cause people a lot of kind of like tension and fear and anxiety. Sure. But adding mm-hmm. that little bit of life just just really does relax people. And you can talk to the plant while you're going through it. Absolutely. Like, you know, no. <laughs> Yeah, right. I had a dentist once that put a hummingbird, a little glass ornament of a hummingbird up in the window so I could look at the hummingbird because I was not a very good patient. That was one of those. <laughs> and you, you do put me in a jungle, you know, there's the other side too. We can all get into carnivorous plants. That's another thing. Oh, they're interesting. If, if I was ever really to stop cool. traveling like we do, I'd be on the road all the time. I would definitely want to just going to like uh, all these botanical gardens we've done and going into the conservatory area when a lot of them closed during COVID, you know, the conservative, you know, cause it's closed, but going into those spaces and seeing all the tropical mm. plants that you can grow inside, it's yeah. a really good place to get ideas, mm. but going into the ones that have like the pitcher plants, you know, with mm-hmm. the carnivorous plants, I'm like, this is some cool stuff, you know? So mm-hmm. cool. I mean, I, the big I thing want those, some. <laughs> yeah, the big thing with those is exactly like you were saying. You know, you you have to pay. Like, I would not classify those as easy care plants. No, no. <laughs> they, they need that humidity and, like, a lot of the time, the kind of specific lighting and and heat and humidity requirements. But they are so phenomenal. I mean, when you see them, you're just like, I can't even believe that that is even in the same. <laughs> genre as as other plants because they're just so weird and wonderful Mm. yeah they are really really fun though Mm. like we used to have when i was a kid my mom had venus fly traps cool that just blew my mind and she used to feed it hamburger raw hamburger meat (laughs) and you have on a toothpick put a little bit in and the plant would come down and clamp like it had all these almost (laughs) look like teeth when it would swallow the hamburger i'm like dude it's the day of the triffids <laughs> man <so> cool. <laughs> well funny enough i don't know if you guys can see because what you've reminded me of totally reminds me of little shop of horrors but yeah this yeah stare right here is uh-huh. called audrey too and <laughs> you can't quite tell but, but she is massive she's a very big beautiful man mm. so she's She's my baby. But you're talking about that. I was like, that's totally little shop of horrors. Anytime you see carnivorous (laughs) plants, I'm always like, oh my gosh. That's the day of the triffids. The triffid thing. That's still mine when they come after you with the click, click, click. But anyway, we want people to have plants and not fear. (laughs) But we did get to see, um, we went to, uh, what forest was it? Oh, it was Big Thicket National Preserve out near Beaumont, Texas. It's a national park. And you go out, and when we were at the wrong time of year, but I really want to go back because it's all swamp and mm-hmm. I dig swamps. Right. And mm-hmm. so there's this boardwalk you're walking through and, you know, like anything. Well, we did see snakes and stuff. It was cool. There's yeah. gators and, you know, yeah. but there's this whole patch, which is nothing but a field of pitcher plants. Just a, seriously, like, and it's, they, it's the they look thing. like they're singing together the way, like, even when they were dried up. Mm-hmm. They were like you were saying about dry plants. Dry plants are so interesting, you know, 
don't they they create i don't know there's something about fall or autumn in england <laughs> um that that whole the architecture of plants is fascinating you know that you can use all of that but the one plant i also love in your book is the prayer plant yeah those are neat mm. they're they're the ones who roll their leaves like in yeah. a little tube yeah, they do. So they're, they're rolled up leaves is whenever they're a new, um, a new leaf coming up and then they open and close from day to night. And that's one of the reasons it's called a prayer plant is they usually have mm. like almost quite like oblong shaped leaves. And so they're all kind of fan out to catch the daylight during the day. And then at night, they literally close up like that, like hands in prayer. And I always That's have to so talk cool. to customers about it because the amount of times that they'll take a plant home. And if they don't know about that, they think the plant's like going into shock or just really unhappy that first night because they see it close all up and mm -hmm. like, nothing's wrong with it. So I always have to almost like, send these plants away and, and inform people that this is totally natural. It'll open back up next day. It will look return to its normal form. Cool. But they're beautiful. That's, That's awesome. cool. I so like that. For garden gossip sakes, we always love to ask this question. If you could house sit for anybody, of course with the garden thing, right? For a weekend. Like just your little like I'm mm -hmm. going here to stay in this mansion or maybe it's a tent with a plant. I don't know. Where would it be in the world? Oh, and of I course mean, you want to get good gossip while you're there. I mean, yeah, hmm. yeah. Gosh, so like, like a anyone. celebrity home or just you like could, anyone? You could do anything. Oh gosh, I'm blanking on thinking of a specific person, but I mean, I have to admit, at the moment when you say this, like the place I would definitely go to at the moment probably is the desert because we've had such a washout <laughs> of a summer here. It's like August and it still hasn't even started with summer. So I feel oh, like wow. at the moment, I keep thinking back to like, the thing getting me through it is thinking about kind of road trips to like Arizona that I've taken and just going out to like the Saguaro Desert, which is- uh, my That's mm -hmm. where we used to live, Tucson. That's mm -hmm. where our storage unit Tucson. is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tucson's one of my favorite places. I only went for the first time a few years ago. Ironically, never went when I was in Texas, but classic went when I was living here in England. And yeah, going to the Saguaro Desert, it's become mm. like just, it feels like therapy. We, we try to go every winter now, um, tying in with a visit to see my, my folks back in Austin and my sister's in LA. So I now kind of strategically, Tucson's almost right in between. And oh. so we try and do a bit of a road trip now every time. And, and now it's gotten to the point where we're so in love with Tucson and, and the Saguaro Desert that we go out there now for almost a month in the winter and just literally dry out. <laughs> That's funny. Well, have you been to the gardens? Because they've got some amazing gardens that all started as residents, like the Tucson Botanical Garden, Tohonachul Park. Um, there's the Tucson Botanical, not the Botanical, the Desert Garden, the Living Garden, the Sonoran Desert Museum, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. And if you go to De Grazia Gallery in the Sun next time you go, this is an incredible gallery oh, that's uh, nice. built uh, by hand uh, with the Yaqui Indians and local Mexican families that were friends with the artist Ted de Grazia's now past. He's uh, the most reproduced artist in the world. And it's a trip. Mm -hmm. So when you go there, he's got like pottery he's made out of saguaros that go with the, like the inside of what it looks like on the inside of a saguaro. There's all kinds. Anyway, it is an entire it's trip. It's very but unique. 
the center of it, like he's built this whole adobe, the the floor of the gallery, one part of it, it's all adobe. So it's got those rounded edges and it's super cool. But the floor, he cut choya cactus. So it's choya cactus rings. And, you know, you can see the choya cactus. It, it, I don't know how he did it all, glued it there, but it's a trip. But this courtyard mm-hmm. is this massive cactus garden. And oh, if you go there in the spring or like late winter, like February, March, you may get awesome. lucky. You, I, I, even if it's not in bloom, again, the textures, the colors, the architecture of these plants are incredible. And he's got this giant, giant, the Yaki Dancer fountain with this giant Yaki Dancer. You, you've got to go. Oh my God. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> you this must go. going on my, my, my list for next time we go. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah. That's, that's fun. That, I, I had no idea that you guys had a connection to Tucson, but Tucson is one of the other places that really, really inspired my business and, and oh, wow. my, my love for it. Like I said, the irony, mm. of course, as much as on paper, I can say, yeah, my time in Austin inspired it. Like I said, it actually took years and years of not being surrounded by it to then go to places like Tucson. And, mm-hmm. and you know, as much as we get lots of cactus in Texas as well, you can't compare it to the absolutely mind-blowing size of saguaro cactus and, and the desert yeah. and like mm. you were saying no matter what time of year you go out mm. to those deserts so much color whether the cactus are blooming or not all of the different wildflowers that you get and it's just full. well they have five seasons in tucson the sonoran desert is like it's a biosphere between mexico and i mean it's just it's neat and the saguaro cactus when they're in bloom is like and then when they're done blooming, people think there's like a different kind of flower, but it's the peel of the fruit, that red peel of the fruit mm-hmm. that is so mm-hmm. amazing. But have you been to Joshua Tree? I have, yeah. We used to um, live there too. Oh, <laughs> man. So, okay, like ironically, <laughs> you've, literally just, you've mentioned the two places. Like if I was like, okay, gossip garden, like where would I go? I love, like, I went to Pioneer Town. Oh, yeah, Pappy uh-huh. and Harriet's. Yeah, Pappy and Harriet's. <laughs> and, um, oh, my gosh, yeah, Pappy and Harriet's. We stayed at the Pioneer Town Motel. Right oh, no way. Very oh, yeah. cool. All the and, celebrities um, did stay there. Oh, my gosh. And I'll tell you what, it was the wildest thing because I bet. <laughs> that, it was crazy. We'd just come from doing our, our kind of Palm Springs out to Tucson and all that road trip. And then we'd never really spend any time in Joshua Tree. So this trip, we're like, okay, we've gone, got to finally stop in Joshua Tree and do that. But we were flying back from LA the next day and we went to Pioneer Town for the first time. And I'm pretty sure it was March 13th of, where are we now? We're in 2021, of 2020. So this is right when COVID yeah. was literally just started. And we were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. were there. We were we were mm-hmm. sheltered in place in Twenty Nine mm-hmm. Palms, and yeah. uh, where we were actually there the day they closed the park down because we were filming uh, mm. tent caterpillars <laughs> coming out of their cocoon thing, oh, and, yeah. and we went to go back and re- film some more to see where they were at in their stage, and we got turned around. But we were there. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So we were all in the same place, basically yeah. on the yeah. same day, and it was insane because I don't know if you guys remember, but they had these crazy floods as mm-hmm. well like that's mm-hmm. kind of 24 hours it felt like it felt so apocalyptic where it felt like the end of the world I remember oh, it was flooding everywhere everything was closing and we were trying to kind of get to the airport to fly back to England Uh-oh. 
And because we'd been on holiday, we kind of weren't watching the news. We weren't quite so up to date as everyone else was with what was going on with COVID. And it turns out because we'd been gone for a month, some of the first cases in the UK were in Brighton. <laughs> oh, no. So they'd been kind of like, we're in full like COVID moving towards lockdown mode. And we were just like coming back from this road trip, totally blissfully unaware. And we were in Pappy and Harriet's when it was absolutely packed. And literally almost all of California closed the next day and went into lockdown. And that was the day that we were flying out. And I remember we got to the airport and LAX, no one was there. <laughs> there was no cues or anything. Cues, again. Cues. I say cue. Yes, that's it. That's funny. Yeah. I, and that, that last day in Joshua Tree was amazing. And just being out in that desert again. That was the same day we got turned around and we went to Mojave Trails and we went to Amboy Crater and what... And, that was insane and they have um here's you're in this volcano you know all this basalt basalt however now I'm, basil faulty I'm no, go, basalt <laughs> i can't now i'm all twirled around i have i have no accent now uh, but anyway they here's all this lava basically yeah. and wildflowers <laughs> growing among the lava i mean mm -hmm. this, there's okay. nothing like that and we experienced it up in oregon this year too uh, in sun river I mean, and then giant pieces of um, obsidian that look like huge boulders of licorice. It's yeah. insane. And then there'll be plants growing among this stuff. Like how, I mean, so when you think about growing a house plant, seriously, if plants can grow through lava, we can have house plants. We can do it. It's possible. <laughs> we you believe know? you and this book can help. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Get it, everybody. All right. So everyone, highcacti.com is the place to go. And we want to keep up with you all. Keep up with us on our shows. Go to bigblendradio.com. We air Monday through Friday. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Again, mm -hmm. the book is High Cacti. And we get the full title because it's High Cacti, Growing Houseplants and Happiness, again, by Sabina Palermo. And it's by Leaping Hair Press. We like that name. It's an yes. imprint of the Quarto Group. And they really... Uh, we do interviews with their authors uh, pretty often. And I have to tell you, their books are always awesome quality. So thank you so much. What a, what a trip, literally. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. One night. One goal, stop suicide. On June 3rd, Washington, D.C. will host the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention's Out of the Darkness Overnight Walk. For the last 20 years, people have described the overnight as one of the most powerful experiences of their lives. Now is the perfect time for you to join us as people from all over the country come together to send a message of love and hope. Walk over 16 miles from dusk till dawn to raise funds and awareness for suicide prevention. See the landmarks of Washington, D.C. by moonlight. Form lasting friendships, experience healing, and bring hope to those affected by suicide. Join us. Be a part of something extraordinary. June 3rd in Washington, D.C. Register today at theovernight.org or call 888-THE-OVERNIGHT. That's theovernight.org or 888 843-6837.